0: Back again, back again, episode six. Homecoming. If you asked me about a rebel camp in a portal realm, I would have described to you Aslan's how. The way Disney made it in the movies, all red and gold, domed tents and mythical creatures, regal and noble. Despite being made up of refugees and half-trained fighters and outcasts, I would have painted the Fretham camp as a place where all were vivid, well-armoured, unquestionable heroes. Armour would be stamped not with Aslan's gentle face, but our Rhysian equivalent, flowers and stars and sunlight. Forges would intersperse the edges of the camp to ensure no one was without protection and no one was unable to protect No one would be hungry. Everyone would be trusting. Everyone would have no doubt that they were doing right, and everyone would be certain their mission would prove fruitful. You know. The Rebels will succeed, the Rebels will make this world whole. Kair Paravel will be restored, and Aslan will breathe life back into this place. The frettham was not made like that. There were no red and gold tents or domed roofs that would have been a waste of fabric and a waste of dye. Tents, because this was a permanent place, tents were abundant, tents were a plea to the fates to make them permanent, to stick around, were made of burlap and rough brown canvas. There were no forges, no. Well-armored soldiers, metal was expensive, metal cost so much money, and food was hard enough to have enough of, especially when the few mines in Risea were guarded by soldiers and all their residents that would have wanted to help fight back were under a watch akin to a prison camp. Here, food was a luxury, and so new metal was an impossibility. The people were more than a little haggard. The people looked less than a little noble. I froze at the edge of the camp, staring through the tents at the path into the clearing. It had rained the night before, and the ground was so well-trodden that the big center clearing was not far off from being a mud pit, sludge threatening to pull off your boots. Kalia, unfazed, continued on before eventually she realized I wasn't following I hadn't meant to freeze. i just... I'd been expecting Aslan's how. Sure, they were working against the kings. Sure, I'd seen firsthand how under-equipped they could be, but... Kelly turned her face back around me, and I could see in her stare that I'd failed another test. What were you expecting, Alihideva? Jules? We both knew that wasn't what I had been expecting, but she was daring me to say something, eyes hard, lip just barely starting to curl. Disgust, or maybe embarrassment, marred her face, but not an embarrassment that came from self-consciousness. An embarrassment that came from having to be around me. It was, unfortunately, the expression I'd become most acquainted with on her face. Part of me wanted to say a fighting chance, but we both knew that was unnecessarily cruel and... untrue. It took an enormous amount of strength to organize something like this took an enormous amount of strength to stay alive as long as they had. I didn't take the bait. I simply raised my chin like Cassian taught me and pretended I had never faltered at all. The stares of the people within the clearing as we made our way to the centre varied wildly between curious and caustic. No one tried to hide that they were staring either. Off on my left, a training circle had paused in their exercises to watch, and I recognized the girl leading the exercise. Recognized her, that is, from one of the raids Cassian and I had gone on. I had killed another girl on that raid. The dagger I'd taken from her at the end of it, because, of course, the bodies were stripped for weapons to ensure the Fretham didn't just lose fighters, but blades, too, burning away even the magpie instinct of salvaging what was left. It wasn't even with me. It wasn't Cassian's room. I'd spent that night with Cassian, because I hadn't wanted to be alone, and he'd been there at that battle, had known what I'd seen, and had seen it, too. Because that raid was one we'd gone on after moonlights and rooftops and let me tell you everything I know. And instead of giving Rhea the truth of the battle, of where we'd been going, I told her a lie about diplomacy and a dinner at the house of one of the lairds. I'd taken my armor with me. Rhea wasn't a fool. She knew my purpose in that castle. My purpose when I was finally let outside of it. To inspire fear. I had taken the girl's dagger because it was well made. It likely had been stolen from the palace in the first place, Cassian had told me. The castle was where it belonged, with time. With time. I would have learned to use it. But that would be another lie, I'm telling you. The reason for taking the girl's dagger. The swords went back into circulation with the soldiers, yes, but the palace guard did not use daggers with any regularity was trophy. You know this. I know this. Let's not pretend it otherwise. And I hadn't even remembered it. Remembered that I'd taken it. Remembered where I'd left it until I saw her face Trophy what is a trophy if it honors nothing if the owner forgets its existence I'm not sure but it falls far away from anything that can be misconstrued as glory I did in Riza. No, the word for killer. And the friend of the girl I'd killed clearly recognized me, eyes narrowing. I watched her mouth it, the word killer, and watched the way the rest of the crowd around her clutched their weapons or practice poles, just a little tighter. Killer. Well, we say killer in English. But in and there aren't a myriad of ways to say killer like there are in English, a thousand, thousand shades of grey. In and there are exactly two. Defender, guardare, and descina, killer. Black and white, two words, each well honed and finely sharpened ready to draw blood. Defender, someone who protects their land or family or friends when they are attacked and invaded. Defender, someone who is protecting an ideology or a faraway leader perceived threatened. You can kill without being a killer. You can kill without it becoming an aspect of being. To kill. Verb, impermanent, an action taken. Killer. Adjective. A condemnation. In English, the word assigned or hurled or stamped on a file is determined by the perceived worth of the person killed. Murderer of innocence or children or someone defenseless. Killer. For the gray area between accidental death and intentional harm. Assassin. When a political figure or celebrity or star. Someone with a cult or cult of personality is killed. Hero. When those deciding assign the dead no humanity at all. In Rosane, it's not different, I suppose. Just... No shades of grey. You are righteous. Or you are guilty. A stone added to your soul so it will slam your heart to the floor when it is weighed against a feather. schema. The girl murmured and the sound carried on the wind. I tensed. Callia's eyes flickered to the girl. I hoped for a wild moment that she would reproach the girl, defend my honor because I didn't know enough to be able to do it myself. Callia walked over to the girl and pulled her into an embrace. The girl's sword clattered to the dirt, and she threw her arms around Calia's neck. Calia hugged her tighter. It seemed to last forever, this display of affection. It felt like I shouldn't have been watching. has Callia Calia finally said in place of any reproach for my sake. Not that I'd expected her to by this point. Good to see you. You survived. Something, something I didn't catch this girl's accent was thick. Kings. Seek. Erriti das shot a glance back at me, lip curled, already having sensed how intently I was listening. She switched, then, to that odd, slanted riséon that the performers had used. Hast laughed at whatever she had said, but it wasn't a particularly kind laugh. I know that you're talking about me, I snapped and rise in Ain, so tired of language being used as a weapon. Say it to my face. <sighs> it didn't come out that smoothly, and I sounded foolish. Hast and Kalia were matching expressions of disgust. I said, Hast purred, stepping around Callia, talking slowly and clearly that you are a worthless little elias someone gasped behind me and i spun around to find the voice not daring to get my hopes up Rhea. she fell from one of the tents yolo hot on her heels she stumbled and although I darted to catch her, Iola was there first, blocking my path and giving Rhea her arm to cling to. I didn't care that Iolo didn't want me there. I grabbed her free hand, squeezed it, lifted a hand up to cup her chin like she'd done to me a thousand times before. My thumb caught on the edge of the bandage that covered the place her eye had been. Rhea spooked, jerking her chin out of my hand, and nearly fell again, clinging wildly to my hand and Iolo's arm. Eligitida, Callias snapped from behind me and grabbed my shoulder. Leave her alone. No, Rhea said and shook her head. Her voice was harder than it had been a few days ago. Pain ages you, I guess. No, it's fine. And then, in English, to me. I just... Don't touch it, okay? Of course, I said automatically. I almost foolishly said, I'm glad you're all right, but caught my tongue at the last moment and froze. It was harder to get out the right words. I wanted her to understand the extent of them that they stretched beyond this moment and went back and back to the moment I said fret them in front of Cassian and in the moment I accidentally traded her eye for a signal because really the accidentally didn't matter. It had happened no matter my intention. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for it to happen like this. A memory that seared into my brain. Rhea's lip for half a second curled into something like hatred, something like disgust. And she was a stranger to me and I was a justifiable enemy. Her grip tightened on my hand, nails digging in. But it did. I started. Mouth half-open, starting and just as quickly ending a thousand, thousand sentences. The common tongue, please, Callie said brusquely. Not all of us are pretty and royal. I said I am glad to see her, Rhea said. And Elias says the same. was enough for me to realize. They didn't know I was the reason she'd lost her eye. I was already on shaky enough ground with the Fretan. Even when there was a part of her that was unable to forgive me my actions, Rhea still didn't betray me in this strange place. There was no part of me that deserved her. Rhea pushed me off her and back towards Callie and Hast, though neither of them seemed particularly thrilled at that. Hast recoiled, picking her sword back up from the ground. Slowly, for my benefit, slowly, Rhea said, in Rhaizean, Find her new clothes. Make her look like one of us. She's not, Hast growled. She is here, no? Not with the false rex at poeta, it's all that, not with Cassian. Do you remember why I escaped? The raised an eyebrow. Remember why you were in trouble at all? Rhea's jaw sat, and I could tell she was fighting the urge to grind her teeth together. Deliberately, she said... "'This is meaningless without thrust. "'We must work together "'if we want to have any chance of success.' "'I realized, as she crossed her arms over her chest, "'just how much weight Rhea had among these people "'for them to hear her out. "'She was powerful in a quiet way. "'The kind that, once all she meant "'was laid out on the table before you, "'was hard to resist.' "'And she believed in this cause, believed in me. "'What I was capable of, even after everything. "'I will not,' Hast began, voice harsh and then something I couldn't understand. "'Killer. "'That, at least, made it fairly easy to fill in the gaps.' I got ready to snarl something back. Well, I don't want to be seen around the friend of such a terrible fighter, but we all have to do things we don't want. But Callia didn't give me a chance to lose my temper and make my standing even worse among these people. Bless her. Taria. Fine. We will find her new clothes. I did not miss how she neatly stepped around the phrase, we will work together. Callio was not sold on me, but this was a step. "'Please do,' Rhea said, and, grabbing Iolo's hand, pulled the other girl back towards their tent. Callio's eyes lingered for a moment at the flaps of the tent, not quite staring daggers, but something close. She seemed to make a decision. "'To hast? Where is Natholia? Hast rolled her eyes and said something I didn't understand, but it was enough for Kalia. She gestured impatiently to me, Come, Elidhida. And then we were off, bounding through the camp, and I kept checking back over my shoulder at the tent that held my best friend and someone I might have treated too lightly one too many times, and the clearing full of people who knew everything I'd done. That was the scariest part of it, that they didn't need to embellish how reprehensible I was. That was the scariest part of it, that I'd become someone that the word killer in Risaion could be branded onto, and it twisted my stomach not because it was untrue, but because it was right. This was not the homecoming I'd imagined, back when it was just Rhea and I on the rooftops, Telling stories and dreaming up new futures. It was closer to the one I deserved. Back Again, Back Again is written and produced by me, Abigail Eliza. If you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice, or supporting Back Again, Back Again on Patreon at patreon.com/backagainpodcast, where you'll gain access to bloopers, annotated transcripts, episode sneak peeks, and more. If you'd like to hear more about the show, visit us on Twitter, Instagram, or Tumblr at Back Again Podcast, or on TikTok at Abigail Eliza Our outro music is Nightingale's by Pierce Murphy from the album To Japan and is licensed under an attribution license. The song was retrieved from freemusicarchive.org. Visit the description of this episode for full copyright information and a link to the page. Sound effect attribution, similarly, can be found in the episode description. If you've made it this far, thanks for sticking around. Please remember that this world always tries to make you feel more alone than you truly are. There are people out there who will love you without condition or expectation, and you will find them. The light-soaked days are coming, I promise. You are so, so very loved. I hope you have a wonderful day.